Marshall glanced at him. Sorry? I said, did you see it last season? I don't think I saw it in any season. Back to the TV. It was the evening standard, crime scene tape, and talking cop heads. He tried to lip-read as a distraction. A long shot of a house from the street, patrol cars and attendants. Tired, clabbered, and a dirt yard, chicken wire fencing. His neighbor was still going, right in his ear. Marshall leaned away for some space. Then, an image of a young woman, maybe twenty years of age, dark hair, and blue eyes. The beginnings of a smile that stirred memories. Took him back a long time. He stared at the photograph through a slow zoom. No sound, but he guessed the gist of it. You don't get news time unless you're dead or missing. A cut to the next story, and he blinked and lost the reverie. Returned to the diner, the talk beside him still in full flight, and his plate now before him as if conjured, and the warm evening hubbub restored in full, a question in his ear. They dropped him? It's fucking stupid, right? Marshall said, yes. He replayed the image, tried to view it in detail. It felt like deja vu, but it was false recall. He didn't know her. He'd just got the jolt, face, and memory wrongly paired. He dismissed it and started eating. The man beside him was gesturing widely as he spoke, warm beer breath on Marshall's cheek. Marshall offered a yes or a no when prompted. He'd ordered a burger and fries, but he didn't really taste them. The issue was their harmlessness. His attention was with those around him, and in a packed venue, the known quantities didn't register. Years ago, it had been a necessity, and he'd retained the habit. The result was inverted priorities. His focus, the periphery, the minutia of backgrounds, everything others missed. But nobody beats Jordan. Don't give a shit what they say. He's still the man, you know what I mean? Marshall said, yes. It was 10 p.m. In his pocket, he had three twenties. He always used cash. It was a caution born with the move. He hadn't used a credit card since New York. He hated the notion of a trail. The driver's license and other ID the marshals had supplied were locked in the document safe. He never used them. Complete anonymity, preferable to a false identity. He folded a bill crisply on the transverse and arranged it squarely beneath his mug and left, basketball man turning to address a new patron without missing a beat. Outside it was cold and windless, a thin rain, white as cut glass, falling dead straight. He stood at the curb a moment. His motel was across the street, lit windows along in random sequence. You don't get news time unless you're dead or missing. He scrubbed his face with his hands. That slow zoom replayed. Dead or missing? Shit. He turned and walked up the gleamed street through the neon dark. A truck passed and a gust of road spray. At a gas station, he bought a copy of the Albuquerque Journal, and then he walked back across the street to the motel. Hand shaking as he keyed the lock, he told himself it was the cold. He brushed rain from his hair and clicked on the light and locked the door behind him. That smell of inked newsprint... He laid the paper on the bed and scanned the front. Nothing. He turned the page. 
And there she was, on A2, that same image that had grabbed him. Those eyes and her face on the brink of laughter. He'd never met her, but there was something in the photo. That false link to a former life and the better moments of a bad time. He read the accompanying article. It was just a sidebar piece, probably a follow-up, light on hard content. Her name was Alice Ray. She lived with her mother in a house on Comanche Road, just north of central Albuquerque. Mother had woken one morning and found the daughter gone. Any sightings, please call this number. She'd been missing five days. He closed and folded the newspaper and smoothed it to its original condition and lay on the bed, fingers knitted behind his head, legs crossed at the ankle, just quietly thinking. Outside, the traffic passed as a...